Got You Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Got Your Back, post-game live stream edition on this Monday night. Oilers wrapping up their exhibition game with a 4-1 win in Seattle. Jason Strudwick standing by to break it all down. How about Jack Campbell? How about Xavier Borgo? How about Ben Gleason? Dylan Holloway? Some guys distinguishing themselves in this game tonight. Struds and I will get into it. Got your back as always brought to you by our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Just off Baseline Road on the way into Sherwood Park. Beautiful dealership. Have lots of stock. If you're interested in buying something new or used, go see Phil and the sales staff at Sherwood Buick GMC. They make things easy. By the way, if you mention that Got Your Back sent you and you end up buying something, you'll get two free years of oil changes, but also you will get three free ultimate detail packages so free oil changes and free detailing packages they'll look after you if you mention got your back sent you visit sherwoodbuickgmc.com we're coming to you from the long shot studio here in sherwood park all game days are all day happy hour specials five dollar long shots lager over at long shots locations on stony plain road and here in sherwood park all right, Struds, how you doing tonight, my man? Well, I, I'm emotionally a little bit down. The Giants uh, just <laughs> laid another say. egg, uh, home 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 field egg. I think it was twenty four three. And unfortunately, well, like you know what, I shouldn't say that's unfair. Fortunately for our, uh, our 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 tech whiz Zuby, it was his team that gave mine a thrashing at home, twenty four three. Congratulations. Zuby and the Seattle, what are they called again? Seattle Super Supersonics. No. Supersonics, yeah. Uh, I I appreciate the congratulations. I did almost nothing. I did I had very little to do with the victory, but I will take all the praise. Uh, good stuff. Uh Zuby, you're gonna be uh back for Ask Us Anything. And I think the stream will be pretty active tonight because there's a bunch of questions that are hanging out there, right? What about Definitely. Jack Campbell? Is he gonna start the regular season? Uh what about Borgo? What about uh, Broberg, there's lots of stuff floating out there, and Struds and I are going to get to di- uh, breaking all that stuff down. So, Zuby, we'll see you for Ask Us Anything. You bet. Just setting up the podcast real quick. We're going to talk about Jack Campbell and the goaltending, but we're going to do that in segment two because in segment number one, we're going to focus on some of the races for spots, what we saw tonight, some of the standout players. Segment two, we're really going to dig in on the goaltending scenario, and it's becoming a bit of a scenario, I would suggest, with how well Campbell is playing. We'll have Struddy's World as well, and then ask us anything where you get involved in the stream. So let's get to breaking this game down, brought to you by Mr. Dirk. An iconic men's clothing store. We tell you about it all the time. They've been around since 1939, just off White Avenue and 102nd Street. They have everything you need for every aspect of your wardrobe. If you want to look better in your casual wear, they can do that. If you want to look better in your suits at work, they can do that. Sterling, Dan, and the crew at Mr. Dirk do a great job. Amazing customer service. Beautiful shop. Go see them 
at Mr. Dirk. Okay, Struds, a few topics. We were firing back and forth on text. We've got Borgo to talk about. We got Holloway to talk about. We got Lavoie to talk about. We got Broberg's night, that Ben Gleason guy, and then the goaltenders in the next segment. So that's all kind of floating out there right now. I see tons of activity on the stream, by the way. We're live on Twitter and on YouTube. Struds, what do you want to start with? The adjustment that uh, Jay Whitcroft made uh, to his lines by putting uh, 97, that's Connor McDavid, with two young players in Holloway and Raphael Lavoie. I believe that's the first time we've seen this done uh, through preseason. Now, I'm not so worried about the adjustment. I'm talking more about the opportunity that gave these two young players um, to to make something happen, right? And, And... you know, you can say, well, I haven't been playing with super offensive players. And not that, not that these two guys are thinking it, but when you get to play with that guy, you are now an offensive line. And I thought those guys did pretty well in, in those times. Dylan Holloway has been pro- arguably the most consistent forward for the Oilers through training camp. Oh, for I, sure he has. I think Raphael Shift Le- to shift? Yeah. Better and, than and, anybody. And bringing his speed and, and yeah. physicality. He's getting in on there. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I think it's, it's getting to the point where we can say, this is what this guy is going to look like. Um, moving forward because it's not just smoke and mirrors and scoring a bunch of goals. There's things he's doing away from the puck that I really like. And then Raphael Lavoie, I, I had been um, with many people just kind of not unimpressed, but waiting for something. Well, that goal he scored last game, that was a goal scorer's goal on Thatcher Demko, a very good goal. And tonight we saw a little bit more, right? A little bit more jump in his place. And he started playing with McDavid. You could see he, he could make some plays. Um, so I really like that adjustment by Jay to give those two guys a chance and say, Hey, you want to play as a good player? This is the best one we got. Remember late last year in preseason, Holloway got the look on the big line, ended up with that huge night where he scored all those goals. And we will caution again, this is preseason. So all these players that are looking good and looking sharp, it's going to go up speed wise another notch or two. Mm -hmm. And so that will change things. And sometimes preseason can be a little bit smoke and mirrors. But then there's other time struds where what you're watching is very real. And I think in the case of Dylan Holloway, their most consistent forward shift-to-shift effort-wise, I like the fact that he was rewarded on multiple fronts, getting some sugar time with McDavid, but also getting a look in Nugent Hopkins' spot on the power play for for a lot of those power play looks. And I know the power play struggled, but I like the fact that Dylan Holloway is getting rewarded for what he's showing and some early confidence for him I think is good, even though, yes, he had a very good preseason last year too. But but it's it's not so much what he does with the puck. I believe it's really what he does without the puck. Because if you're going to play, and I don't know that he starts on those lines to start the year, but if you're going to play with a Connor Leon, you're not going to have the puck that often on your stick. You know, your job is to kind of go get it and then to be a, uh, a bit of a, you know, a target for them to give it to you to shoot or give it to them to give it back to them, right? So you, it's what you do away from the puck, and he's getting above the puck. Uh, you know, what does that mean? That means he's he's reloading, skating hard to get above the puck between the, the 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 puck and their net, so they have to skate through him. He's being physical. He's getting on the forecheck. He noticeably is fast on that ice, and I think the Kraken are a pretty fast team. That's kind of how they play. So um, it's what he's doing for me away from the puck that is really encouraging um, to, to see what he can trend into. Okay, let's move to Xavier Borgo. Scored a couple of goals tonight. Uh, really like the shot in the slot off a nice feed from Philip Broberg. Again, I don't believe Borgo is truly in the mix to start the year here, but he's got a good chance to get some games this year. And he's showing something here this last little bit. I think he's been coming on. 
Smart player, really smart player, Shogger. I think your your breakdown was great. I don't think he starts here, but he's got to be that guy that goes down the minors and pushes and pushes and pushes because mm-hmm. there's going to be injuries. And when there's an injury to a top eight, nine forward, he's the guy you bring in. But he's really smart. You know, you talk about that second goal he scored tonight. Uh, just finds a quiet area. And, and people think it's easy. It's not easy to... A, see where Broberg's going, and then B, find the quiet ice and try to create a bit of a pass lane, although that was a pretty sick you know, pass from uh, from Broberg. But he found a, a little bit of quiet space and then to make that shot. like That's a very skilled play on more than one level, more than just the shot itself. So smart player. Um, I thought tonight he was really kind of digging, digging for the pucks, um, which is something he's got to bring. Again, you, you're playing with those big guys. You're not if, if it, let's say in two years he's on on one of those top six guys. You're not you're not holding the puck that often. You are moving the puck to them, and they're moving it back to you. And you get into a quiet space. Different player than Kyler Yamamoto, but and Yamamoto's small. Like Borgo's not a big guy either, and I don't necessarily see that tenacious energy that allowed Yamamoto to survive in the league, despite his his smaller size. So for Borgo, it's about being intelligent, but I think there does need to be a certain battle level that he is willing to show and willing to put out there for him to have any chance at having success. And it's coming and going, but I think I think that we're seeing it a little bit more. And then nice confidence booster for him. Uh, Lavoie, let's just focus in on that. We've talked about this for every podcast here for the last few days, but it's very much what's up for grabs right now. So Lavoie is trying to convince the Oilers, no, no, you need to keep a winger. You need to keep a wing. Don't worry about center. And the Oilers took a look tonight. How did Derek Ryan look at center? If you're Jay Woodcroft, you're taking a peek at that because that might have to be the way you go. So they take a peek at Ryan at center, and they take a peek at Raphael Lavoie, and I thought Lavoie had a strong game. He did. And and the more now, I, I think he's – he. I don't know if slow starter is the right idea, but I think he was kind of you know feeling his way into this preseason, and and, and that's a really diff- dangerous thing to do when you're trying to earn a spot on the team. But I think he has been gradually improving, um, and I think that's important for someone to kind of make a statement for yourself. But I, I go back to what you said last pod, uh, Shagar. I love that thing that, you know, basically you said, you know, he, he might – He's a guy that you might lose, so you might want to keep him over other options that you could probably call up or, or send down and then call back up and not have a problem. And I I, I really warmed up to that idea, and I, I think it's a really good statement. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure he's going to get picked up on waivers if he, if he doesn't go, but there's maybe something there, and maybe he is a slow starter. But the challenge for him is that as we get down to now, the last two games, you're going to see fuller and fuller rosters. You know, we're talking, what, 89%. I watched the Leafs play uh, the Habs earlier, and that was a pretty full roster um, for sure for, for for the Leafs. So he's got to keep pushing the pace and really make a case because it's unlikely he's going to play with McDavid again in the preseason. I, I, I doubt. So you have to keep pushing and pushing and make people believe that you can do things just like Dylan Holloway away from having the puck on your stick. Yep, just got to keep making plays. You got to keep finishing checks, get in on the forecheck, pop pucks loose. Um, and I think you'd made that point. They need someone that can skate fast and forecheck and turn pucks over. Not necessarily his uh, 1A strength, but he definitely has the ability to do it. I think he's a better skater than people have given him credit for. I think he moves around not bad out there. He's one of those big guys that maybe doesn't look like uh, he's the best skater. I actually don't think that his foot speed is prohibitive to him playing from what I can see so far. But again, it's preseason. Uh, let's get to the blue line here. So Philip Broberg salvaged his night with a nice play, setting up Xavier Borgo. I thought it was a tough night for Broberg, 
in terms of some of the mistakes that he made, sure. But more than that, it was a tough night for him because of how other guys looked. Kemp looked better than him. Gleason, way better than him. You know, other guys are stepping up and making statements with their play. And Broberg was was okay, but there were just some things where you're like, man, that's just not, not mistakes you can be making and things you can be doing. So I think a bit of a tough night for him, but then you compound that with a great night for a couple of other guys, and Gleason in particular. Yeah, well said. And I, I you know, I'll start with Kemp. Uh, I was impressed with his kind of defensive setup. There was one particular rush. I think it was Bernier's. It was absolutely flying up the ice, and I love this guy. I think he's a really good player. And Kemp was very calm. Boom, poked the puck away, turned just inside the Oilers' blue line. Pretty good gap control. Yeah. See you later. They're, they're breaking out, and that's a moment. That's a moment you're having against. A player who you know is 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 a very good player already in the NHL, and I think who has even a higher ceiling than than, than he's shown in his young career. Um, you know, Gleason has really surprised me. I honestly thought he was just a, a signing, is going to go down the minors, and he's going to kind of help patrol that down there. But he's starting to he, he's much more mobile. He makes way more plays than I expected him to be able to. Um, and, and I'm not talking about end to end rushes, but just subtle little breakout passes subtle little passes here or there like he he really does make nice plays he's a pretty big guy so um i think he's making a case for himself here as well uh but again you know i don't know that he's the guy that's going to get picked up on waiver so unfortunately for him there might be something here in the in the works but um yeah i i it, it's 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 always interesting watching a preseason game and your eyes are drawn to players you don't expect to do what they've done i think that's a real credit to them yeah for sure the thing with Broberg, I just see confidence to me. It, it there's more there than what we're seeing. I truly believe that. I true. I believe this is a player who is struggling to push through issues that he's having with his confidence for whatever mm -hmm. reason, right? And all players are faced with that at a certain time. Some players do a better job of dealing with it than others. Some players have had a harder journey and paid a higher price for mistakes. It's you know, you are where you are, and it's his job to do more with the tremendous amount of opportunity he's been getting, and he's been getting lots of opportunity. So a few things stand out to me. You know, uh, in his own end, he reverses up the boards to nobody. Seattle grabs it, right? Just a simple play where he's not really even under that much pressure. In on the forecheck, and he you know, like he drops his stick. Now he's skating all the way back up ice with no – just little things that are like – and maybe I'm nitpicking a little bit because I'm watching him very closely, but I'm watching a player who could well be fighting for his NHL life here in this, this season and into this year. So you just – you want to see positive things happen for him because he needs to build up that confidence. As I see a guy – that is not getting a lot of positive things happening and confidence struggling. So that assist for him, I think, could help him. Well, let's let's break down that assist play. That is a non-thinking play. He is skating, he's moving, and he's just looking for opportunity. Yeah. I think what you're talking about in your own zone, you're maybe learning a little bit of a new system. Although it's not like let's I don't want to make it sound like this. Reverse up the like, boards is a reverse up the boards. You either put it, you know, you either put it to your guy or their guy. Yeah, and fair point. But you, you, you know, when you're learning a new system, these these aren't crazy changes. It's not, you know, it's just subtle things. But I think he's overthinking it. Oh, no, I won't say he is overthinking the game, and he looks kind of caught, about unsure what to do. The goal that he created, or the assists he created, in the goal for Borgo, that's just read and react. I'm just going. I just, I just a sense, right? And you got to get to where it just flows. So defensively, it flows as well, and it takes time. 
to get that point where you know this is where I am. Oh, trouble over here. I'm moving. And and you just get a feel for it. And he skates so well. He can compensate for yeah. maybe issues you may have in that area. But defensively, he looks like he's overthinking it. 22.53 was his time on ice tonight. So he really got pushed. 23.53 yeah. for Ben Gleason, who also had 4.11 shorthanded and 5.12 Gleason had on the power play. They really leaned into him tonight to see what he might be able to do without Bouchard and Nurse in the lineup. Uh, Broberg was 4.10 shorthanded and 2.41 on the power play as well. I had one shot on net, but two assists for Gleason was plus four. Yeah. On the night was Gleason. Vinny Darnay ended up with an assist and was plus three as well. Yeah, I, I still think that they're going to lean towards Philip Broberg. I don't think we're going to see anybody supplant him for opening night. I don't think that, in terms of being on the roster, these guys have looked good and they're making good cases for themselves. But I still think that the die is somewhat cast in terms of what the roster is going to look like. But you definitely want to see little bit more confident play from Philip Broberg. Big picture thought here, Struds. Uh, 14 shots on net. They had like eight shots on net more than halfway through the game. They had yeah. the two best players in the world playing. So again, it's exhibition. Who cares, right? Whatever. doesn't matter. When does it actually start to matter? Because they're out there on a power play that I'm sure they'd rather score on than not, right? They're not not trying on the power play. So McDavid, to me, tonight seemed more trying to get his game in order than 29 did. McDavid, yeah. to me, looked like he was trying to work through it, whereas it was kind of one of those nights for Dreisaitl again. Was that was that not Leon's first game? Am I wrong? That was his second game. Second game? Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, Connor looked like he was really trying to get his game going uh, or trying to just not get it going, but just he, he's, he's trying to get ready for a better season. Leon, I don't think, has quite hit that 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 level yet just yet um but you know just a quick comment on the power play it is difficult when you have different guys running on the on the blue line the the, the power play um even though you have Connor Leon Sealter and they're great players they didn't have Nuge you didn't have Bouchard and then you know he was kind of a, a mixed bag it's it's just it's it's not the same it doesn't flow the same right the timing's off the anticipation's off all that stuff so even though you have those two great guys you think oh we should still score and, and maybe you should but it's hard without your full group. Mm -hmm. um, but I made this comment. I think it was game three or four. Like, it's time to get going, right? It's time to style and no. all start. Everyone start getting your game. And I, I would believe that you might have more insight than I, but I believe there'll be a number of players moving on to other teams here. Get the group down tighter. And these last two games, you're going to see, okay, guys, hey, we, we, we are now, you know, 120 minutes away from our first game. It's time to get this dialed in. We have... What is it? is it next Wednesday? So they have like, I don't know, whatever it is, nine days. Or Wednesday, something. Friday. Yeah. Well, they got exhibition games Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. And then they, and start then the they play the following Wednesday, yeah. I believe, is the home opener. So well, not home opener, but their season opener. You're down to a handful of practices and 120 minutes of, of hockey, of, of games. Right. So, it's like, so when is it time? Now, like, like now is the time. I think probably that's tonight the, too would have been yeah. the time. I would say. Well, yeah, you. I mean, these are two greatest players in the world. Two of the greatest players in the world. So I think you have to give them a little bit of leeway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm looking at some other guys that have been through a lot. But I think I, if I was running this team, there would be a pretty dramatic drop in in numbers after tonight, and that's just the way that the hockey world turns. And then the next two games, I'm like, okay, we're we're now. This is it. Like, let's get it going. Everyone's playing. We're all going, and we're going to try to get this to the level we want it to, um, because it's it's not there yet. And I know you don't want to sound like the you know like Chicken Little running around. The world's going to end, but 
you, you, the, the, the season's going to be on you before you know it. And it can be two weeks in and your game isn't found if you don't get it going sooner than later. Yep. A couple exhibition games left, I would assume. I mean, they're going to play both of them, those guys? Okay. Okay. Two questions. One, do you think had they been playing better, the line changes would have been made at the end of the game that were made? Like if, if McDavid and Dreisaitl had one and one each and they were, you know, do you yeah. think they would have made the line change? I don't know the answer to that, but to me, felt like Holloway was just like bowling yeah. his way up the lineup and they had to reward him. So I think part of it was rewarding Holloway, but also split those guys up and get them going. Yeah, I don't know why you'd put them together for a preseason game anyways. I, I wouldn't have put them together for preseason. Yeah. I just I I don't get that. Like spread them out and, and not that you're trying to, you know, we had to win these games at all costs. But put other players with those guys and just take a look. You know, Jay talked a little bit about um, experimenting this morning. Well, putting them together, that's not experiment, right? Like an experiment is putting mustard on waffles. That's an experiment. You know, putting Leon and Connor Shouldn't together, that's, done. that's not an experiment. not be done. What's that? Mustard on waffles should not be no, done. No, be. That is that's, not that's, okay. That would be an experiment, putting those two guys. So I don't really understand. Like, ah, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I, I, Jay is so calculated. I, I I have a hard time believing he didn't think he'd like to see that at some point in in, in tonight's game. Gonna get to the we gonna get to the Weiss Johnson uh, YouTube mentions here. Uh, by the way, Weiss Johnson, as I scramble to find their read, it's because I've got a text from Dennis at Weiss Johnson that I want to read here as well. Uh, Weiss Johnson Heating and Air Conditioning. Come check out their showroom. They've got all sorts of heating systems and products on display. If you're in the market for a new heating system. Go check it out. Chat with the team to discuss what might be best for you. They sell furnace filters, humidifier pads. Should you need them heading into winter, visit WeissJohnson.com. Johnson, Johnson, so Dennis, who knows a thing or two about the game, and I don't think he'll mind me reading this, he texted me the other day. He said, I just listened to last night's podcast. I'm making a bold prediction. This from Dennis. Kemp is the guy playing with Ekholm at the end of the season. The trade they make is for someone to play with Nuge on a dominant third line instead of a number four defender. So he believes in Kemp so far from what wow. he has seen. Yeah, that's a that bold prediction from Dennis. That would be wow. absolutely – if if that ha- – I hope he's right. I, I It would be amazing if that happens. Yeah. Um, because that would be like – anyone coming up and able to play a, with, in, in a top four role that you don't expect is just found gold. Like that's just found money in your pocket. So – he looks good. You know, I, I think it might be a bit of a reach, but, you know, let's let's see. It's a pretty bold prediction if you're going for bold predictions. Uh, Zuby, you were aggressive with the Weiss Johnson jingle there. That, uh, that was the whole thing. Was that because I was reading Dennis's text? Is that why you did that? That's correct. I thought it, it would still be appropriate running in behind yeah. his message. Not a bad touch, actually. Yeah, <laughs> not a bad touch. I, I think he would appreciate that. Final word in this segment is going to go to D.C., LOL, these guys don't need preseason against amateurs to be ready. So DC, he is not worried at all. Okay, one of the big storylines that's emerging, and by the way, I said it was the number one storyline heading into Euler training camp. I said it on this pod, and I said it on TSN. Goaltending, what's it going to be? What's it going to look like? Who's going to get the net opening night? Was Jack Campbell going to be able to create a little bit of a jump ball? Was he going to get in the conversation? Well, there's a conversation that's happening. We're going to have it in the next segment, in our takeaway segment. So very short break, and let's dive in on the goaltending. Thanks for your contributions on the stream. Keep it coming. Ask Us Anything is coming up as well. 
Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. The wait is over. United's annual Hockey Day sale is finally here. Save 20% off on select CCM and Bauer skates. Save 35% off on all Bauer and CCM Pro Stock sticks. And save up to 25% off on select Bauer and CCM equipment. And for you goalies, save up to 20% off select Bauer, Warrior, and CCM goal gear. Trust the experts at your home of hockey for over 95 years. United Sport and Cycle. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use a promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right. Zuby, I always feel like we need music coming back out of that break to sort of reestablish that we're back. What do you think? Sure, why not? Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Time for takeaway. <laughs> now, nah, kill the music. That was hot garbage. Never mind. I could have a little What's sound. That? It was the timing. I could have a little sound up. Yeah, we could do that. We could experiment. I mean, we could try whatever. By the way, we added on the fly here on Got Your Back. That's the way we roll. Time for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. They specialize in total body and mind wellness from Cairo and massage care treatments to acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition, even an on-site registered psychologist. They are there to help you get well and stay healthy for a lifetime. Visit redefinedhealth.com. Go see Dr. Tyler Fix. Uh, okay, Struds, where are we at? The statistics show that Jack Campbell by Rashog math means it's probably not right. 65 of 67 that he has uh, saved in his two games. 31 of 32 and 34 of 35, I think. Uh, I always get a little, little lack of confidence when I start rolling out stats. Skinner, six goals against on his 50 shots, an 880 save percentage. And yeah, I mean, listen, Campbell has clearly been the better netminder in preseason. My question to you is, what does it mean right at this moment and moving forward? Well, let, let's talk about Campbell for a second. It's very noticeable. He looks much bigger. Uh, we, we spoke many times last year about how small he looked. Like he, he looked, uh, his chest looked very narrow, or, or sorry, not very deep, and his shoulders looked very narrow. He just looked very small. This year, he presents as a much bigger goaltender. Now, is it a change of equipment again? I, I'm not sure. But he presents much bigger, um, and he looks much kind of more um, – there's less movement in his game in the net. It seems like the puck's just hitting him, right? He's just in the right place. He made a couple great kind of reaction saves today. Um, but he he looks just a, a, a different goalie completely. So all those are all very positive things. I still believe – that even with the way he's played, I believe Stuart Skinner starts game one. I just, I look what he did for the team last year. I think he's the guy that starts game one. Now there's still two games left. So I, I at this moment, I still believe, Shogger, it's Stu Skinner game one. What do you think? Okay. Let's say Jack Campbell has another good game. Let's say they're each going to play one more. And Jack Campbell has another solid game. Mm-hmm. And Stu Skinner plays decent. You tell me he hasn't done enough. It's preseason. He knows. Like, do you so... need to see a really good game from Skinner here? In order because you've seen two really good games yeah. from Campbell. Yeah. 
This is yeah. the thing about preseason. For a for a forward, a scoring forward, it's like meh. You can try hard one shift, not know so much on another. Try hard here, try hard there. Ah, I'm gonna go for a period, shut it down. We sort of go, ah, it's preseason. Who cares, right? When you're a goalie, you either stop the puck or you don't. There's no half assing it as a goalie, right? You're either ready to go and you're gonna stop pucks, or you're not, and you let some in you shouldn't. Like there's no gray area for it just being preseason. You're either stopping pucks or you're not. Jack Campbell is stopping pucks at a tremendous rate. And looking really good. And Skinner has been okay. But one more game each. You don't think Skinner needs to show anything special to earn that start? I think he earned that start by the way he played last year. Now, I, I, I'll say this. I think people really? in general put way too much um, kind of just onus on who's starting game one. Who's in the lineup game one. Like that's going to evolve the whole year. Um, but I just think. Uh, I disagree. Well, what's the difference in game one? So, if he if 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 Stu Skinner starts game one and Campbell starts game a three, what's more important? Right, but moment to moment things matter. Decisions you make in the moment matter. They matter to the players. They matter to the competition. It's sending messages to each guys whether you want it to or not. It's Campbell. All of a sudden, the story is he grabbed the net out of training camp. Good for him. They're starting the guy on opening night is one of two things. They're either going to start Skinner because they feel they owe it to him, or they're going to start Campbell because they think he had a better camp. It's going to be one of those two things. What we know it's not going to be is that they start Skinner because he earned it in camp. We know that. And I mean, he's got one more game to play great. That'll be two great games for Campbell, one for Skinner, right? So it's going to be one of those two things, which is it going to be? So your, your all-star goaltender doesn't get any benefit of the doubt from last year. Of course he does. But you're not giving it to him because you you you've you've said he hasn't had a good game. Well, so he's an all star goalie okay. last year. What other all NHL all star goalie doesn't get the net the first game the next year? I I would think that'd be very unlikely that would happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A great all star season. You know what though? You got bumped out in training camp because a guy had two good games, and they have been good games. And I'm being a little bit tongue in cheek here, but. You got to look at it and say, you know, he, it's not because they want to give it because of, of, of how he's feeling. It's because what he did last year. Yeah. He was an all star goalie last year, all star. And you're not going to start him game one. That's quite a message to send. Well, I mean, he's got eyes, he can comprehend numbers. <laughs> he's been I, sitting on the bench for a lot of what Jack Campbell has done. Yeah. He's going to be going, yeah, that kind of makes sense. He was unreal in preseason. Man, he really brought his stuff, and I'm going to fight for starts, and that's the way it should be. Let's have at her. Yeah. You, I mean, you might be right. You might be right. By the way, Neil Garrity, he says, this only matters to media guys searching for a story on the stream. Like, Neil, this is a story, man. This is the starting netminder. Like, this is not us searching for a story. This is what people are talking about. So enough with that media guy searching for a story crap. Hop off the feed if you don't want to talk about it. Jesus. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that it, it is it is an interesting discussion to have. But I think that when you look at what he did last year and, and stepped up when I believed it was unlikely he'd better do what he did last year, mm-hmm. it's very impressive. And I think for that, he earned the right to start game one. Now, game two, yeah, sure, we can have a different discussion um, after, about that. But you, you kind of got to give those guys the benefit of the doubt, just like you're going to give Vinny D'Arnais the benefit of the doubt. Not that I'm suggesting he's been playing bad or these other guys. They're going to get the benefit of the doubt uh, over others because of what they did last year. Right. I mean, what they did last year. I mean, Campbell was good in the playoffs too. 
right? Skinner, it's not like he carried them through on his shoulders in the playoffs and he, you know, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm like Skinner's he's going to have a good year and it's going to be an important year. But I wondered at the very beginning, if Jack Campbell came in and played really well, would there be a conversation for opening night? You felt all along that it's owed to Skinner because of what he did last season. But I guess I would suggest that if Skinner doesn't put up a really solid, really good performance here at some point in the preseason, is that the wrong decision? If Campbell continues to look this good, I, I, I think that if Campbell continues to look this good and Skinner is okay, I think it's the wrong decision to start. I think you got to send a message to your group and to everybody. You're there to win games. Like right. you are, they're not, they're not messing around here. They're with, they're there to win games. Yeah. The message you're sending is that our all-star goalie isn't our, isn't able to play game one because he had a, a, a maybe an average preseason. I, I, I'm not sure that's the message you want to send there's got to be some loyalty there's got to be some um rewarding is maybe the wrong word but it might be you know he had a hell of a year last year if he if 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 he falls on his face uh last year skinner you're probably i'm not even sure what the owners would have had to do they might have trade for someone i I don't know what had been the outcome um but he sat in there and when they needed a hero he was there and he, he responded really well now was he perfect in the playoffs he's a rookie goalie i'm not expecting him to be perfect in the playoffs right there's a lot of other goalies that wilt under pressure who aren't rookies in the playoffs so i i just i i've i've maintained it i i'll be blown away if he's not in the pipes game one really? matter if there's another team and you told i i said well ah they're they're all-star goalies not starting in game one like what what'd you say i'd, I'd be i'd be blown yeah. away and then someone said to you, yeah, you should have seen training camp. Yeah, no. the other guy was actually really good in three games, and Buddy was just okay. And he just he just grabbed the job. They're both going to play lots, and it'll probably be yeah. like 1A, 1B. So yeah, really, it's great. not that big a deal. Right. But he grabbed it for opening night. Makes some sense to me. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's going to be fascinating to see. And again, I think I think Skinner's going to have a really good year this year. But I, I think it's great that Jack Campbell has come back and created this conversation. I mean, this is – I said from the beginning, the Oilers would love it if Jack oh. Campbell gave them something to think about here at least and a conversation to at least have. By the way, do you think Skinner wants the net opening night if he knows he hasn't earned it in camp? Oh, 100%. Yeah? He was the starting goalie last year, right? And then so I, I, I agree with everything you said. When you look at the way Jack Campbell – um, the year went from last year. They need him to push for starts. If at the end of the year he's played 45 and then, you know, Stu's played the other, whatever it is, let's say, what is it, 38 or whatever it is, that would be an amazing outcome. Amazing outcome because that means both guys had were playing well and they were fighting for the net. That would be a great outcome. And I'm not sure. How, I don't I have no idea how Stuart Skinner is going to do this year. I, I, the goalies, I'll be completely clear. I'm not a goalie expert. I have no idea how he's going to play this year. Um, you know, is 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 he gonna is he gonna keep growing? Is he gonna step back? I, I have no idea. I hope he keeps growing. I think your second year in the league is easier because you know what to expect. I guess for a goalie's perspective, you know how to prepare, you understand all the rinks, you've been through them all once, you've seen all the top players now once, like you've been through a playoff, two playoff rounds, all that pressure, all that you should grow as a player, but that's yeah. it. there's no guarantees. There, there so I, I yeah, you're you're 
I, I'm, I really don't care about the game one too much. I'm, I'm pretty set yeah. on, oh, not pretty. I'm sure it's going to be Skinner in the pipes. I'm more looking at how the, it evolves all year for the two goalies. That's the storyline I think that um, people are going to look to because I'm looking at game 83, right? For, for yeah. who's the guy in there for game A3? D- DC said, I'm scared of Rashog now. I'm sorry. Edgy. I'm, and my mom's going to give me crap now. Because I think I've popped off on the podcast one other time at somebody who got mouthy as I see it. And so I said something. And the next day, Donna was like, I heard your I podcast. Yeah, you shouldn't, I agree. You shouldn't get upset like that. Those are people that are spending their time. And even if you don't like what they say, you shouldn't get upset. So Donna set me straight. So I agree, Donna. I agree. I'll settle down. I'll text her tonight. So she'll text you tomorrow. <laughs> Hey, buddy, lose my mom's number. Now. <laughs> we text all uh, the time about you. <laughs> it's me, Randy, and your mom. <laughs> uh, Zuby, can I call an audible? Zuby, just pop in here real quick. I'm going to throw a curveball at you because we're getting so much great action on the stream on this goaltending conversation. I want to do Ask Us Anything next, and then we'll end the show with Struddy's World just because people are really engaged on this discussion. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Zuby, can you make that switch in the break? Yeah. That's not throwing you off too much. By the way, people are pointing out, I did Nielsen's show this morning. <laughs> Guess my hat's backwards. Your, so, N- your NST hat, yeah. My NST hat. So I'm going to see if I can just flip it kind of as we're talking here. Oh, this sec. always goes poorly. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Is that, did that fix it? Yeah, way it's better. Tilt- <laughs> yes. Yeah, that fixed it. You just flipped okay, your phone stuff. around? Yeah, no, there's a little, uh, there's a button on the uh, on the app that I'm using that it can allow you to switch. Uh, the, so. the mirror. Yeah, the mirror function. So there we go. Okay, so Ask Us Anything is coming up next. Uh, so those of you that are chiming in on the stream, Zuby's going to gather the best of it, and we're going to dig in on all these amazing comments that are coming in, and then Struddy's World to wrap up the show. So very quick commercial break. We'll be right back, and we're going to get to all the things that you're saying. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z dot C-A. And cue the music. No music out of commercials, hey? Sleeping. Nothing, Zuby? We're back. Okay. Isn't it there? <laughs> yeah, I hear it now. And we're back. My camera's screwed up now. Okay, time for Ask Us Anything brought to you by Shark of the Park. Do you have the Do you have the sound effect that we talked about for Shark of the Park for Rini Buclan? No, did we talk about that? Yeah, you were going to get the Jaws theme. Oh. Shark of the Park, man. We I love think that that's handle. Copyright. That I don't know if we can just use that. Oh, well, is that copyrighted? Dun, probably. Dun, I can probably dun, find dun. a you can copyright hand drawn facsimile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rainy Buclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty, 
Home is a feeling and one of the biggest investments you will ever make. Rini only takes on a select number of clients to give them a more personalized service. See why she was rated the number one individual agent this past year with her skilled negotiation and five-star client satisfaction. Serving Sherwood Park, Edmonton, and surrounding area. Call Rini at 780-994-0280. That is Rini Buclan, Shark of the Park. So many great comments on the stream. Uh, Neil Garrity chimed in and said, I apologize, Ryan. I go to box and feel shame. I feel shame too. Neil, I don't think either of us have conducted ourselves very well here tonight. Let's start fresh and have a good segment. Zuby, bring yourself in over the fist there and let's get rolling because we got tons of great comments. Hug it out. Yeah. And I think he even said that wasn't what I was. There was a comment right before that that he commented on, and I'm not even sure it was about the goalie thing when he gave that response. Which so you're was, saying that I was taking him out of context? Possibly, because oh I think it was a 12th forward comment, and he because he just mentioned something about that. Uh, anyway, of course. Well, he was blaming all, reporters. So anyway, start, he's starting a fight between us again now. Let's just leave yeah. it. It was settled. <laughs> it's all water near a bridge. Um, so I threw the poll up really quick. Let's let's just hit that first. Who would you start yeah. and go for game one? 43 votes, 69% for Campbell, uh, 30 for Ooh. Skinner. I was going to put Zuby in there as a third choice, but then I thought uh, I'd probably get not a couple, about you. I'd get a couple of sympathy votes. So it's not about yeah. me. Um, yeah, it's not about you. Uh, so... JL says the other goalie's getting game two regardless. Do you think that's accurate? Yes. No. I do. I do think so. I think if, if Skinner starts game one, I think Campbell gets game two and vice versa. I'll just say this. It's funny how people have changed their tone on Campbell. Last year, they they could they had to buy this contract out, can't get it. Now, a high percentage of people think that he should be starting game one. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's so, it's crazy how quickly we forget what happened. Well, do you mean it's crazy how quickly when you play well, you earn more opportunity to play more? Right. Like why, why is it? Preseason hockey. And that's not to dismiss what Campbell's done. I mean, don't you think preseason is different for goalies? Like you're kind of in there. You're either stopping them or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But we're talking about a guy who's an all-star goalie last year and you're just going to kick him to the curb. No, you're not kicking him to the curb. You're making it very clear he's in a competition. So, and th- that was it. Let's get back to the question. Okay. Do they both start, get a start in the first two games? So, you're telling yeah. me if the Oilers rock and roll in the, on opening night, yeah. and let's say it's Skinner, Skinner gets in there and plays fantastic. He's changing his goalie next game, Jay Woodcroft. Yeah. Really? You I think would. that? I, that's well. That's what I would do. Yeah, if if Skinner's your he starts game one and Campbell is playing this well in preseason, get him right in there. Let's get it going, boys. Okay, I was being nice by saying Skinner starts. Let's say Campbell starts and he plays fantastic in the first game and the Oilers win. Time to swap out the goalie. Uh, Remember, he's still a coach. He's still going to have coach instincts. Who changes yeah. a goalie after an opening night win where he plays great? Yeah, fair point. That's that's also a fair point. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't I, be I, arguing with you so much. You were such a goalie guru last season. <laughs> yeah. No. I, listen, I I get. It. I, I I you know you're going to need them both, and you want to kind of get them both. I think you want to get them both into the swing of things as quick as possible. Because what are they? They play Vancouver the first two games, correct? Yeah. Home and home. Yeah. But there's two days in between. Oh no! I, I, they could. They could even if well, one guy. Even if there's only one day between. They can. They can keep 
they can play both yeah. at the end of the season. Um, I, to be honest, I, I think I, I think I would play both guys. I okay. just, yeah. Well, you you wouldn't do that, Shogger, eh? Well, what I'm saying, well, would I do that? No. If what if you're if the guy who you deem deserves the net starting night goes in and wins the game for you, and you have two days to rest him and put him in again, right. you just play the guy. Yeah. And then the next guy, there's multiple games coming the next week. The other guy gets his turn when he gets his turn. I just think that you want to be a championship team. Things need to make sense. Things people players have been watching all of this. Jack Campbell has been fantastic. And players see that, right? It needs to make sense to players. When you start doing stuff that doesn't make hockey sense, I think you send the wrong messages to your entire group. Keep it rolling, Zuby. Have you guys, this is something I've always wondered. Maybe Struds can speak to this. Have you ever heard of a situation where a coach with two goalies who are pretty equal has said to the goalies, basically win and you play the next game. And that's how we're good. That's how we're going to just, because there's something about winning too. That's not necessarily the goalie playing his best game or standing on his head. Some goalies just win. Have you ever heard of a, yeah. of a coach taking that strategy? Load management, right? That comes into it. You get into you get into back to backs and double headers and that, that sort of thing. Like you get into those situations and it always throws it off. But I mean, I don't think it's ever been that simple. Yeah, that's pretty clear cut. I mean, maybe maybe in a fit of rage, he did say something like that. You know, like <laughs> if you win, you keep the net, and then just swore at everybody. Um, but I, I think you're, you know, it's. I don't like changing a winning lineup. I, I will say that. So maybe the goaltender is it the same? Yeah, probably. I, I probably shouldn't. Like I, I never understood when you played on a lineup and you won, and then all of a sudden you're pulled out. And this is obviously a little bit personal for me, but the goal is to win the game. And I played well, so you're just pulling me out. Like I never understood that. I didn't like the message mm-hmm. that sent. And it seems like there's been a number of go, uh, coaches now for the that have no problem with that. Did I just but, hear someone cough in the background of someone? Is there is there a oh, yeah. spectator? Oh, is that one of yours, Zuby? That's my wife. <laughs> oh, nice. Having a poker. Hey, tell her we say hello. Party down there. Um, so I think you got to be careful with that. So no. you know, maybe, but also start of the season. I think you want to get as many players involved in the game as possible. I think especially when you're looking to get both two goalies going. So maybe it's a little bit different in that situation. Um, Shane Matheson says we're not going 82 and 0. Struddy's right. They both get a game out of the gate. So Shane agrees with him. Uh, Neil Garrity says if we lose the first game, change the goalie. Uh, Obelisk 21 says they both need a start against Vancouver. So a few, although Dave 0904 has Struddy and that emoji, whatever that means. I think that means he disagrees with you. Hand on face. So a little bit in each direction. Zuby, what else we got, that's buddy? A, that's a face palm. He disagrees, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, but just quickly, sorry, every every game's different. So let's say the Oilers lose that game, uh, one nothing, right? And and the goalie plays good. Are you going to change him because he lost it? Like, it's hard to predict what's going to happen when you don't know the circumstances around a game. Like, let's say the Oilers win six five and they only give up twelve shots. Are you going to play the guy again? Like, it's 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 a. It, Every it's everything situation is so different. So if I'm they win six five and they only gave up twelve shots, that means the guy gave up five goals on twelve shots. Right. So you're changing the goalie. Yeah, but but he got the win. So doesn't you know, matter. But, but but he still won, right? So you have to you yeah. have to look at it, and, and that's why it's so hard to predict out. I'm very confident with my game one prediction. I'm less confident with my game two, but I do feel pretty good about it because you just have a plan. This is what we're doing for the first whatever. Five, 10 games. If the Oilers lose their first game, we'll see both goalies. If they win their first game, we'll see one goalie twice. If that goaltender played really well. 
That's my prediction. No, Go point. ahead, Zuby. Lots of people in the stream asking about uh, Ben Gleason, Eric, some stranger, GB. Where did they find Gleason? Guy looks <laughs> yeah. great. And then the other question would be, if, if the that came up a lot was that the top seven, if the if the first seven defensemen are spoken for, what what can Gleason carve out for himself within the organization? Swayed for an injury, hey Struds, and yeah. he's shown them that he's got some game. Swayed for the wait for an injury and then pounce when it comes. Yeah, I believe if I remember, he was it was Dallas Stars draft. Yep. I think he was drafted by them. Four games of, with Dallas. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and he wasn't and, drafted. He was uh, wasn't, okay. Yeah, wasn't a drafted okay. player. And and he's he's a little bit older, isn't he? Like isn't he mid twenty? I want twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. So, you know, he's looking really good. And I think for him, he has to just make a case. If there's an injury, he's the one that gets called up. Right. That's that's the case you have to make. That's. I, I just can't see him jumping over top of Vinny Darnay or 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 Broberg. He could be one of those really good stories, though. Like, ah, he's looked sure. good, and if he goes yeah. to the American League, I mean, he yeah. had thirty three points in sixty eight games. The previous year, he had forty four in seventy. Um, if he goes down there and plays really, really well and gets an opportunity at some point, he could be one of those feel good stories, but they have a number of defensemen that are looking pretty good right now. Like camp, same thing. I think is, you know, not exactly the same tonight, but has been showing a lot. And, uh, Dennis from Weiss Johnson certainly believes in him. Zuby, keep it rolling. Uh, Obelisk 21 says uh, he wants to know our echo and McLeod coming back for the last two preseason games. Any updates there? Yeah, I th- I think they're both supposed to get a game in here uh, at some point. McLeod might be maybe a little bit sooner, but we'll see. I think the plan is for both of them to try and get a game in here. Definitely not ideal, though, Struds. It was kind of no big deal at first. Ah, it's normal for a guy to start a few days yeah. late, blah, blah, blah. It's not normal for them to not have played yet. Not good. And this is not what Ryan McLeod needed. Ryan is- McLeod needed a full training camp to get the ball rolling because while he's going to be the third-line center on this team, He's anything but a lock yet as a true, legit third-line center on a cup contender. He needed to start right from right from the word go at camp. Yeah, so if McLeod is an eight alarm, eight bell alarm, for uh, Ekholm, it's like a .1 bell alarm. Like he yeah. he gets one game in, he's, he knows his game. He's been around, he knows how to play and, and all that. He, he's, a, he's a professional. And I'm not saying McLeod isn't, but... He doesn't have that many games underneath his belt to know exactly how it feels and what needs to be happening and how he's supposed to roll out. So it's a bigger, it is a bigger concern for for McLeod and even, but even this, like I'd like to see him play with his line mates, right? Holloway and and Fogel, who plays on the right side, like what? How does that fit? How does that feel? So whatever game he plays, I want those three together. And I want to play a ton, and a ton isn't you know twenty minutes, but I want to get them out there and playing so they get a little bit of that feel together. I wonder if they don't split up Fogel and Holloway because they'll want a little bit more on the fourth line as well. You have one of those guys on each line with intentions of playing them both. I'm just wondering if... So who slides up then? Uh, Janmark. So then you've got Fogel, yeah. uh, Lavoie, and Derek Ryan centering your fourth line, and your third line is yeah. Holloway, McLeod, yeah. and Janmark. I wonder if that's something that they would consider doing, putting Fogel on one line, and putting Holloway on another right now, well, maybe they don't feel super pumped about their depth. Well, a little bit de- more defensive awareness too with Janmark out there, right? Yeah, with those two younger players. Who's by the way, he's skating. He's skating really well. So. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he looks lighter. Uh, on, on that topic, uh, Brad Witherick said, "Anyone else excited to see the Oil go eleven and seven with Holloway and Lavoie centered on the rotation of McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nuge?" Mm. What do you guys think of the odds of uh, something like that happening? 
I don't know how they get away from at some point. I don't know how they get away from the eleven seven. I just don't know how you 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 can get away from it, right? I that's I that's I don't know. You you've got two guys that are completely different. One you want to develop, another one that helps you in a way that you don't have a lot of. So how do you it's like picking your favorite child? Which one which one doesn't get to to play? I, I yeah. I that's I think it's gonna be a real challenge for Jay. And you know, you've spoken that he wants to get away from that. I I and I I get it. You need to blend those two players together. Now you got something. Ahmed comes in with uh, some heat here. Is Woody on the hot seat, he asks, if he does not get the team to the third round or first in the division? I don't think first in the division matters. The Stanley Cup champion is sitting in their division right now. But, you know, Woody on the, on a hot seat if they don't make it to a third round. What's your sense of it, Struts? Where okay, do you so think what, he's at? What So what 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 has he done poorly? Right? What, what, what area, what would you say you are being removed for this reason? You know, so let's, you know, like he. Well, if the order's losing the second round again, you could argue that it's back-to-back years that a team that is a Stanley Cup caliber team didn't make it to the third round of the playoffs. So you would be underachieving with a Stanley Cup caliber team would be my, if I'm playing devil's advocate. And I'm not saying he should be on, I'm just, pl- right. I'm answering your question. Yeah, so that but but you have to point to something that specifically tactically he did poorly. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I so the last two years he's lost to, to the Stan, eventual Stanley Cup champions. So let's say they lose to let's say Vegas wins it again, and he loses now three years to the defending or to the sorry to the Stanley Cup champions. So okay, it's not ideal. I get it, but then what is, tactically has he done bad? Because when when you're I don't know, a GM, you have to look down and say. Hey Jeff Jackson, this is why I believe we need to fire this guy. Mm-hmm. And so you know he's he's changed up. You know it's still to be TBD, the neutral zone forecheck or or lack thereof forecheck. How that works, uh, the D going maybe to zone away from D to demand to man in their own zone. Uh, their power play has been elite, elite. Um, there's been some development of young players. Um, you know within the lineup, he's brought in new players and he's he's meshed them together with other players to to work. You know, so I, I, you just can't. Oh, he didn't win a Stanley Cup. You're fired because now you got to go and get someone else. And what is that someone else going to do better that is going to take them over the top? And it has to be specific. This guy can do this for this team. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're in this hemisphere with this team and these all-time players, I think you only get so many cracks at it as uh, a coach. Uh, I think there is definitely a a shelf life with a championship caliber team. If you're consistently not getting over the hump Um, now let's, let's let it play out. We'll see how far they get. We'll see, you know, I think they need to show that they can um, have a game plan and stick to it. And, you know, they were so dominant defensively towards the end of the season. And then so much changed in the playoffs, right? Some things kind of got off the rails and they weren't, they weren't as tight and Vegas stuck to that system. And so I don't think it's an unfair question to ask, but you have to point to his record since being head coach uh, of the Edmonton owners. It has been fantastic and it should be, he's got a great team, but his regular season record and what he's been able to pull out of this group. And I think the way, um, you know, that he's come in as a first time head coach in the NHL, he's done a lot of really good things, but the standards should be high for a team like this. So we'll put that one on hold and we'll revisit it. If the need comes, Zuby, couple more, and then we'll get to Struddy's world. 
Uh, still on that topic as to what can Woodcroft improve, Shane Matheson says team discipline. Woody hasn't fixed it. And David Tan with a good follow-up on that says, who needs discipline when a double arm chop from heaven to the earth is just a one-game suspension? <laughs> How about yeah. Leon's penalty tonight too, right? Dry cycles yeah. penalty. Like that's too sort of frustrated just rah, kind of penalties those are the ones that he doesn't want to take and he's taken one in both games he looks like a vet that just wants to get this over with yeah that's what he looks like and i i you give him the benefit of the doubt once he gets to the regular season but i think that you know we can people think that coaches don't talk about discipline they preach it all the time that that pressure has to come from your teammates hey shogger you can't take that penalty that is you know bs you cannot take that penalty yeah, the coach can tell you all the time, but when you get it from your buddies, that's when it really, really cranks up the pressure to not take those types of penalties. Yeah, but who's saying that to Leon Dreisaitl? There's but, one guy that can give him a sideways glance. Darnell Maybe two. Nurse, Zach Maybe two. Hyman, Evander Kane. Like, do you want to win? Do you want yeah. to win or do you make friends, right? To win, you have to tell the truth. You have to say, that is not good enough. We cannot take those penalties. That's just the way it is. Now, I just you know, don't know, man. Hey, Leon, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'll just I'll get back to my four point yeah. night. Thanks. No, no, <laughs> you know, no, like, point. That's great. Four point and you lose in the second round again. I know. But I just wonder if that would happen. I don't I know if know. that would happen I, if somebody think, would say something. I think Darnell's can say it. Darnell, I think Nuge could say it. I think Hyman could say it. I think Kane could say it. Like you're trying to win. You're not trying to make friends here. You're trying to win a championship. Right. And that's everything has to be explored. You can't leave anything unturned to try to win a Stanley Cup championship, right? Love it. Subi, <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm popping back and forth. I'm looking in the stream. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, uh, go-to side dish for a hamburger. What's your go-to <laughs> in a restaurant? I don't have a lot of hamburgers, to be honest with you. I like clubhouse oh, sandwiches. Okay. I usually go with yam fries with three oh. cups of ketchup. Yam fries, and you have to cut the hamburger in half. Excellent. Um, Shane Matheson, this is a, a little more specific question for Streds. PK and other times, are the D-men instructed not to go out at the shooter? I'm guessing if he's saying if they're the first, you know, with the best uh, angle of attack at them. First period alone, three times, guys walked right down to the circle and they let them fire one-on-one with Jack. Yeah, they were really passive tonight on the kill. Hey, Streds, they were playing a passive box. Like yeah, they there were was, collapsed. It was a little bit, yeah. It, it was different, a little bit different. So if you, if you know, as a D-man, generally speaking, you don't want to go too much above the, the dots or outside the dots, like unless you're pressuring. Because if you go up there, guess what you've created now behind yourself? A ton of open ice. And good teams are going to pick you apart and slide it through there. So, you know, you and I could sit down and look at specifically the three situations I could get into it. But, you know, if the puck kind of goes from one side all the way to the other and you charge way out to the top of the circles, well, the two forwards are already up there. So now mm-hmm. it could be a three on one down low, and that's a dangerous game. You you always say try to protect the front of your net, try to protect that that home base area. So you know without well going over you know in detail with you, but that's a general rule that D men have. All right, Zuby, one last one, and then we're gonna move on. Okay, uh, Obelisk says um, poutine. That's his side. David Tan says I like this. When you were saying who can say to Drysital, don't do that. David Tan says Ekholm's beard can say it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that's another guy. Good example. When and you're then, rocking a beard like that, you can say anything to anybody. And then also, I don't have another question, but I want to say it's uh, my mom's birthday, and she's listening on the live stream tonight. So happy Your birthday. mom's on the live stream? Yeah, I, me- I messaged her. I said, Get- come well, on, she's not- what's your name? Well, she's not commenting on the live stream. I just, I just, no, text- I know, but what's your mom's first oh, name? Oh, my mom's name is, is Ginny. Ginny. Yes. yes. Well, happy birthday, Ginny. But Ginny comments as Neil on the stream. Neil Garrity, she's yes. Over there. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's it's Neil. Neil Garrity. Right. Neil Garrity is actually an anagram of Ginny Sabunia. If you yeah, know. there you go. Happy birthday, Ginny. Okay, Zoobs, let's get to Struddy's world. Roll that beautiful animation that you created. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. Just me and Nick Lachey, window down, shirt off, just loving it. My goal is someday made before scum. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. And Strutty's World tonight brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. My brother Rob runs the branch in Calgary. He has a ginormous head. It's bigger than mine. Beautiful maintenance-free decking and fencing. Uh, You never have to sand, never have to stain, never have to paint. Drop it into your backyard and be done. Put your feet up and relax. I have it. It's well worth it. DLR Vinyl Products. Location here in Calgary, or no, we're not in Calgary, we're in Edmonton. Location here in Edmonton and another one over in Calgary, or visit dlrvinylproducts.ca. It's science, scientifically proven that Rob has a bigger head. My my cousin Clayton is a scientist, and he came over, and we did a water displacement test, Struds. Oh, we actually geez. filled up a bucket of water and did a test to see whose head displaced more water. And after a lifetime of arguing, it turns out that it Rob's head is bigger. Jeez, that must be a massive head. <laughs> you could put him right beside Mount Rushmore and he'd look the same as the other four guys. <laughs> yeah. You're not one to talk. Okay, Strutty's world. What do you got, buddy? I can't stand when belts stretch. Now, I know people are going to say that I'm getting, you're saying about Strutty, you're getting chubby or whatever your problem is, but I, it, it just bothers me so much. We live in a world where we you know, send people to the moon, um, you know, we have electric cars, but we can't invite belts that don't stretch. Now I get leather. I understand that leather is, is, a, is a metal or is a, a metal. It's a, it's a fabric that opens and, and, and stretches out, but I hate it. And so I always, every, about every two, three years, I have to go to the store and buy a new belt because what happens is that you get that curve in your belt. You can always tell which way it is and it curves. And I hate when it lays on your bed and it's got that massive curve. So the other day I had to go buy a, a new belt. And on the way I ran to one of my wife's friends and we were talking about this big purchase. I'm going to buy a belt like an old man. Like this is my my mission for the day. And she's like, well, all you got to do is just, why don't you just cut the belt and then put another hole in it. And, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll fit fine. I'm like, I don't want it. I don't like the curve. She's like, well, just wear it the other way. We don't just do it the other way. It's like in baseball, you know, you're a lefty and all of a sudden just become a righty for the rest of your career. Because now you got to thread the belt through the other hole. It can't, you know, I go always go left to right. That's obviously the correct uh, way. Some people do it right to left. I'm not changing. I've been doing it this way for 48 years. Yeah, I wore a belt with my diapers. So I'm wondering if you guys out there listening, you, you ladies, if you're with me, there's no, you don't just bring a belt back to life. You get a new belt because A, I don't want to trim it down. It's not a roast I'm trying to trim. And two, I don't want that massive curve in my belt. Am I crazy, guys? Tell me I'm, what's, what's going on here. Yeah. Okay, so just first of all, I just want to clarify: Are, the belt is the belt now too small or too big for you? 
Well, stretching, it's way too big. So what happens is that, and I I, sh- I don't even want to bring this up because this is all another kettle of worms, but you keep adding holes to it and now it wraps all the way around. You look like a pirate, right? You know, they right. used to go all the way around and tuck in yeah. the side. I don't need that extra leather there. You know, it's it's just, it's so, then you go and buy one. They're like, well, you're, yeah. maybe you're a 35 or 36 or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I don't want a huge belt. Give me a 34. It'll stretch. Right. It'll grow in years. Uh, just need to clarify, um, fish come in kettles and worms come in cans so you said whole another kettle of worms just really just needed to just point that a bit of i don't even recognize that it's on a roll a gregorian mixed metaphor there yeah uh okay i i'm picky about belts too um but I turn over if there's the slightest thing is wrong with a belt that I'm unhappy with, I turf it, I get rid of it. I have no tolerance for belts that aren't exactly what I need them to be. Um, so I very I might not be the right guy because I I don't I don't mess with belts that aren't exactly what I need them to be. So you don't have a belt for a long time. Like I've I've had some belts, I've been committed three, four years. Talk about the the, the it's a massive curve. Zuby, you ever have anything like that happen to you? I'm more of a suspenders guy. <laughs> Oh. No, you know what? I, I don't wear. I haven't worn a belt in years. What? I don't. You don't I never dress. I don't dress up, and I'm untucked. Well, why? But you, so you. Oh man, that's a tough look. See, I, and not to be disrespectful, but it doesn't look finished when you have jeans without a a, a belt, and then you got your t-shirt just flowing all over. How the did place. Ginny let that slide? Ginny needed to slap yeah, some Ginny. sense into you and get she, you wearing them. I'm wearing sure a belt she had me wearing belts. I don't know. I could honestly, I, you know, I also have an allergy to, uh, well, this is getting in the, down the, uh, what? down the rabbit hole here, but I have an allergic, an allergy to like brushed metal. So it, yeah. So I, I pretty much stopped wearing a belt. What what happens to you? You're like, you blowed out like a blowfish. I get like a, I get like a little, a little spot. A little spot rash sort of type thing. Oh, it's really man, pleasant. So you would get a spot rash underneath your navel if you had a metal belt buckle. Correct. Yes. Also, that's gross. Health conditions. You it's know. gross. Yeah, it's uh, health, lots coming reason. in on the stream here. Dave 0904, suspenders incoming for strutty. Uh, DC says, I usually just buy pants that fit. Uh, JL yeah. suggests a Velcro belt. Uh, what else we got here? Davin saying suspenders are the move. Neil Garrity, does Mr. Dirk sell suspenders? See Neil getting back on my good side, helping yeah. give the sponsors oh. some love. The Neil yes, Dirk. Mr. Dirk does sell suspenders. Uh, Neil says, <laughs> Neil Shoot. says, I'll get you a belt for Christmas, son. Uh, uh playing the part of Ginny Sabunia. Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> yeah, that's solid. Uh, yeah, so Struds is losing it, says Blake Giblin. The giblet. No, I'm telling you, I'm not losing it. I'm not the only person that had this challenge. Because I actually, oh. when I went and I bought my belt, I don't even remember where I went. Uh, she said, you're not alone. <laughs> Before we wrap up this highly important, meaningful segment, does your head grow as you get older? Or is it one of the things that it like reaches a certain size and then it just stops? Because I have noticed recently, this is kind of along the same lines, on my snapback caps, I am now like, look, I'm gonna turn this thing around. Holy cheese! Count the number of open holes. Can you see them? Four. I got. I'm now four open holes on my snapbacks. Yeah, that guy's screaming. That hat is screaming <laughs> to be let go. I never used to be. I was always for a while. I was wow. two, and then it was three, and now suddenly, like in the last couple of months. 
all my snapbacks, I've lost it. Like I've had to add an extra one and I don't know what's going on. I would like to think it's because my hair is just growing and getting more, more full and filling in, but that ain't it. Have you guys experienced that? No, I I think think I'm pretty steady. I I think I'm still the same size fitted hat when I buy one. And if you're like, maybe are you taking some of that stuff? Barry Bonds was on his head kept growing. Some of those ball players. Yeah. Massive heads. Yeah. Struds, you have a, I mean, you, I, we joke a lot about me, but like Struds, you have a ginormous head. I'm also 6'3", buddy. I mean, like you're, you're 5'11". You're, it, you're a big difference. So I'm, I'm like 6'2". So you're, oh, you're a, you're a. Let's get 6'2". <laughs> <coughs> Standing on the yellow pages from 1987, you are. <laughs> I'm like a, just a, just a thread under 6'2". You don't think I'm 6'2"? <laughs> I don't know. I I I I find it highly unlikely. When I stand beside you, I feel very comfortable. I can look well over your head. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're six three, man. You're six five. You're no. six five, and I'm. Six, six. I, I I've said this many times. I'm a legit seventy five inches. That's exactly what I'm. No more, no less. Other people who come up and say I'm six five and we're the same height. I'm like, yeah, you are great. I, I'm not going to argue with people about how tall <laughs> they are. Like I know it. It's like, I know I'm, I've measured myself many times, but people want to inflate their height. When you're six three, do you have to inflate your height? You know, like if you're five, nine and a half, yeah, I'll stay yeah. on five ten, no doubt about it. And I'm not, that's not a short joke, but that's just the way it is. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, we measured not too long ago and I was just, just right a hair under six two, but I, I mean, I'll tell you, I might be shrinking too. That's the other thing. I might be shrinking. Davin chimes in and says the success of the pod is making your head grow. Ryan. Thank you, Davin. Yeah. Feeling good about the pod. Uh, Okay, we've got one last thing to do, one last little piece of business, and that is going to be our gem of the day. Struddy, there's a lot to pick from today. So I'm going to give you a moment to just kind of think about it. United Sport and Cycle brings us our gem of the day. They have expert advice for every sport. That's because their store is full of passionate sports fans, volunteers, coaches, athletes, ready to help you with everything you need for the sport you love. Go check out why they're... Edmonton's favorite location for everything sport. Visit unitedsport.ca. Gem of the Night, Struds. I'm going to break away a little bit what we've done previously with the Gem of the Night. And I'm, okay. I'm, going, to, I'm going to give the Gem of the Night to Jay Woodcroft for putting Holloway and Lavoie with Connor McDavid. Like, like just it. We haven't seen it uh, through, you know, at least consistently. Maybe there was a spurt here and there. but And I, I just love the message it sends to those two players uh because i think that was a reward you know for sure for holloway for maybe for lavois as well but also gets guys excited saying you know what this this is something that could happen maybe gives those guys a little bit of confidence so it's not really for something he said it's for something he did jay woodcroft i like it that was the gem of the night brought to you by united sport and cycle perfect timing on the music zuby we're ready to wrap up just a quick heads up on our podcast schedule this week because struds and i are a little bit all over the place we don't always have a set schedule here's what we're going to do pierre lebrun and i are going to drop a podcast tomorrow that's got your back nhl edition so check that out on your feeds mike johnson's going to join us we'll go a little bigger picture around the national hockey league so check that out and then we're going to drop a pod the orders play wednesday we're going to drop a pod thursday morning so there'll be a Ray and Dregs. So LeBron tomorrow, Ray and Dregs Wednesday, 
And then we're back again on Thursday morning for a podcast. Uh, so lots more to come this week. Like we said before, we're going to try and do four of these a week. That was a fun one tonight, Struddy. little yeah. feisty on the stream, but I liked it. Good interaction. Yeah, you could say that you kind of got that going, uh, you know, by misinterpreting our good friend Neil Garrity. Isn't there an actor named Neil Garrity? Was that the guy that was walking across the world? I think it was I'm Googling actor. it right now. Isn't it uh, Neil McGarrity? Maybe it's Pat Garrity I was thinking of. Googling it. Neil Garrity. Maybe not. Nope. No. Oh, actor. Neil Garrity. One sec here. You are right. Hang on. There you go. Uh, is known for Julie and the Cadillacs is what he's known for. Okay. Uh, maybe it's not the same guy. Probably not the same guy. But anyway. at least I was half right, which is pretty yeah. good on this pod. Mark Wenland says, way over an hour. Yeah, time got away from us a little bit. But... We had fun. Uh, thanks for downloads and your subscriptions. We'll catch you in a couple of days. And uh, in the meantime, check out LeBron and I tomorrow. Check out Ray and Dregs. Tons of hockey content coming your way from Rev Media. And look forward to it. Talk soon. Cheers.